If you love tabletop games, conventions, and repurposing super jockey sports venues to fulfill nerdy needs, then you're gonna love Gen Con. Four days chocked full of way more board games than you can throw your wallet at. All the biggest review sites will be there to check out the latest and greatest the industry has to offer this season, and I am happy to report that Love Thy Nerd will be there as well. There is so, so, so many games to see that there's almost no way that you can really see them all while you're there. Well, have no fear, nerds, because free play has your back. We came up with a non-definitive top nine games to check out at Gen Con 2018, and we want to talk about it this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. To say it so weirdly. All right. Okay, that's fair. What a warm welcome. What? Oh, that, those were those were our kids. Um, that was my my Naomi, my little girl. She's four years old, and yours was Ezra. He's eight. Uh, you probably heard Avon. I don't know if that's going to make the cut, but he was. I I don't think I'm gonna be able to keep him out of it. That's probably true. Yeah. But we are we're here. Uh, like we said, guys, what's up? My name really is uh, Bubba Stallcup, and this joined with me across the table. That's weird. Across so weird. the table. I, I kind of like. Hey, what's up? It's Dink Matt it. Warm Beer. Uh, yeah. I think the part I don't like the most is I'm not wearing headphones. It just seems I feel. Wrong. Oh yeah, you yeah you asked me before we started rolling. Do I need to get my headphones on? I was like, well, we're we're sitting directly across from each other. Well, but even like when we recorded with Kate in another room, like we all still wore headphones. I had a bigger setup when we were over there. Everything was just different. I don't like it. Burn this one. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that easy. So I'm in Louisville. Uh, my entire family it. came to the Kentucky to to come and do Gen Con and hang out. And we're here. We're staying with the warm beers. Uh, my family will be here for 10 days. Yeah, nine or ten days. Nine yeah. or ten days, we get a break. We're gonna go up to Gen Con. We're we're still like we're working. We're, okay. doing, we're doing work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good. Thanks for saving that. Yeah, that sounded, you're welcome. <laughs> sounded kind of bad, but we've been hanging out. We played some games already. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Um, but but we are gearing up for Gen Con, guys. That's why I'm out here. Drew's coming out. Uh, we just talked to to him and Chris and also April Lynn. They're all coming out starting tomorrow, um, and they're not. We're not going to see them until Wednesday or so. But right. But it's going to be cool. We're all going to get to to be in the same space. Uh, the only one that we're really missing is is Kate. She stayed back in California Mm-mm-mm-mm. because reasons. Um, nobody really knows. But we're doing a podcast anyway. This week, just like you heard at the top of the episode, guys, we are talking about our preview going into Gen Con. What are the games that we're excited about? What should we be looking at? Um, 
I think our top list is going to change a little bit. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what I had hoped it would would have been, uh, but that's okay. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get into that later on in the episode, and for the next several weeks, we're gonna be looking at Gen Con because it's a huge deal. It is so big. I'm so glad you're going. This is your your first time going. Oh yeah. And you were gonna be wowed. You're going to cry yourself to sleep from the amount of excitement every <laughs> night you're there. <laughs> It's going to be too much for you. Are you going to be <laughs> mad if I'm like, meh, 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 meh? Well, I, I know you won't, though, is the thing. You will right. you will go and you will you will love it. I am. I already told my wife. I said I am going to apologize right now about all of the games that I'm going to buy. We have two carts that we're going to be pulling around. Somebody has to fill them. Wheelie carts. Yeah. You know? It's a good idea. I just don't want to be responsible for them. The, wheel, <laughs> the wheelie cart. Well, maybe we can like buy late on late in the day. That way, yeah, we'll see. I know. can't promise anything. I I know. I yeah. already bought one of the games I was going to buy at Gen Con. Hey, save it for the podcast, which <laughs> consequently is right now. Yeah. So I mean, I was going to. You guys know I was. I've been talking about it. The House of Danger, the choose your own adventure card game, and now we're just going to transition into what we've been playing. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want you want to go first? Like usually, Kate goes first. And it's kind of like, would you want to wait for Kate? I think we waited long enough. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the one of the games that we played was House of Danger. And the reason we were able to play that was because we went to Target one day to get a smoke detector. And we came back with House of Danger. Yeah, I had no, no idea it was going to be there. Uh, I thought, and you thought, it was a Gen Con like, release. Turns out it wasn't. We got to do a little bit more research. Well, I just trusted you. And I, maybe I should learn <laughs> to not. Uh, but it was there, just hanging out. That and uh, Ticket to Ride New York, New York, which I also didn't know came out. Yeah, that made a Dice Tower list for games to check out at Gen Con, and I'm thinking, why would you check out these games at Gen Con when games you can go to buy check them out at Target? At Target, check them out. Yeah, check, and take them to the checkout mm-hmm. in Target. Yeah. Um. So we did. We played House of Danger, and I didn't read the books growing up. A lot of you guys asked me, "How does it play? What is it like?" I did read some of the books. Growing up, I mean, I think it's. I have read a Choose Your Own Adventure book, but I didn't read like this. These ones, brand, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've read a couple of them, and go ahead. You, I want to hear what you you think. And all I, I was I, gonna say is that my only, uh, you know, my my only experience in the Choose Your Own Adventure game, um, you know, book series type wise, is just goosebumps. Like that's that's not a choose your own adventure. But there, but there were a choose your own adventure. Was there? Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. Man, the thing about those goosebumps books, it's like at the end of every chapter, it's like the most dramatic thing happens. Like, and then an icy hand reached up from behind me, and then you you start the next chapter. And it's like, oh, it's just my best friend. He just washed his hands, <laughs> and they were cold. <laughs> every one of them. Yeah. Thanks hey man, if it ain't broke, I know, I know, and right? I I loved him. I read them. I Mr. collected R. them. Mr. Stein. I know. What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. He was depicted as Jack Black in the Goosebumps it was movie. In the Goosebumps movie, yeah. Well, uh, as far as the way this game plays compared to the Choose Your Own Adventure books, I think it's really close. Like you were looking for clues. I'm trying not to spoil it too much here. You're looking for clues. You're you're going through this story, and you really get to choose. Do you want to go to this room and look around? Or do you want to go to this room and look around? Or do you want to examine this thing? And like, from there, like you're hoping you find the right amount of clues. You have your, your psychic detectives who are trying to solve this mystery. 
Yeah. And it like really it's we've what we're two chapters. Two in? chapters in. Finished two chapters and uh I'm ready to play the rest of it. I feel like we went way too fast through chapter one. Well, chapter one, we were just trying not to die, I think, which fail. fail. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't die in chapter one. We died twice in chapter two. Okay, well, we made it through chapter. You're right. So die sh- is a loose. You're right. If you term. if you die, you just go back to a certain like page number, cha- yeah. like b- card number. Um, we we died a couple times, and it was really unexpected. Right. So, yeah. But I liked it. I yeah, mean, really, me it's really what it is. Pff, it's low key time stories. I mean, if you've played, I haven't played time stories. You haven't played time stories, and Aaron was very grateful that we didn't bring it, and now I'm kind of kicking myself. I know, but. It is. If you've played anything like that where you're going into spaces and you're examining things and you're collecting stuff, it's like grown-up clue. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, it's 25 bucks. It's five chapters. Each one's about an hour long. I think they probably could be longer if you're willing to explore more. Which, when we did chapter two, we did because there, there's a mechanic <clears throat> in there. When you reach the end of the chapter, it gives you the opportunity to go back. But going back is not a guarantee of anything right and you you lose some stuff as well if you go back which right that's fine but all of the items that you have carry over from chapter to chapter mm-hmm. which is pretty cool yeah i i think it'd be a really a really fun game not only for it is a fun game not only for adults but for kids i can see my kids just playing this like trying to figure out what this means oh like, yeah um really like for that price point i think it's well worth it i think even like you we're gonna make it through the five chapters and I think it still has replay value. There will come a point where you'll know kind of like, oh, I went this way and this thing happened. But, yeah. Um, you will at least be able to play through it, I would say, three times, four times maybe. And I, I feel like kids would play through it even more than that. And well, and you it. can play through it single player. Yeah. So on the box yeah. it says one to five players, and the five is an arbitrary number. Really, yeah. Because you're playing, is. everybody is playing as a singular character. So it's group decisions pass and read mechanic and stuff like it, that. it reminds me a little bit of uh, legacy of dragon Holt, where you can play it multiple players but the way the book reads it's a single player which okay. is fine um i wish that there was a little bit more of an option where they you know gave more plural nouns and uh and things but never I heard mean, of fun. they yeah never heard of they yeah um yeah so i i absolutely recommend checking it out i would you know, there was somebody in the in the community that was saying well, I read the books as a kid, so maybe I don't need to get the game. Oh. I'm like, well, I can't. I cannot speak to that. I can only tell you from my personal experience how pleased I am with it. I, I'm not going to say that it, it's an overhyped game and I'm let down, or that it is the greatest game mm. in the world. But definitely, honestly, pleased. like it plays exactly the way that you would imagine a game like this would play. If they were charging fifty for it, that would I, be a hard would, pass. Yeah, hard definitely. pass. For that price point, it is worth it. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast before that we're getting into time stories. So this is in the same vein, but it's slower. It's not a seven-hour playthrough, you know, and the payoff is not as high, but Mm. you're going down weird, you know, hallways and meeting quirky characters and stuff like that. You know, it's, there is not, we haven't found the right music to play. I really tried. The, the right spooky music. <laughs> Matt brought up a playlist, and the Adams Family started to play, oh, and it just it broke. Spotify's best. Yeah. So we went from uh, from that to Bob Marley, I think, and just yeah, we got uh, back on our playlist. Yeah. yeah, we 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 know we're good at. What else have we been playing? Uh, 
What have you been playing? Have I here since nothing? here? Nothing. I know. I feel like we've been just working. No, like working I, and napping. Uh, I played Octopath Traveler. Yeah, you did. Uh, certain someone. You played a physical copy. I played a physical copy of it because uh, I got one. Yeah, you did. And it's awesome. We found one in <clears throat> in the GameStop. Yeah. Down the street from your house. Supposedly, Octopath is supposed to be back ordered from now until Jesus comes back, and so we went into to GameStop and you know I was overlooking at the board game stuff because I honestly had not been to a GameStop since they started carrying. I was games. expecting more board games, but yeah, yeah, they had the things that you would imagine. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Monopoly gamer minifigs and you know, Rick and Morty all over the place. Yeah. You know, the stuff that is easy to sell. Yeah, and so the lady comes over and she says, "Is there anything I can help you with?" And I said, "Oh no, we're just browsing." Actually. You guys wouldn't happen to have any physical copies of Octopath, would you? And she goes, "Let me check." And I said, "Okay, okay, you go sure, right. You go check. Oh, let's. Yeah, you don't have to put on a show for me." She comes back and says, "There's two that they've been getting them on the regs. So if you guys so want one, just call Matt. Send him a, a Facebook message. <laughs> it's probably gone by now. Yeah, maybe." But they, she says they've been getting shipments. Like they've been refilling these shipments. Don't. I would say go to your local GameStop if you want to, if you want to get a copy of Octopath, which you've been trying to make your way through. I. It's hard. Like I was telling you, it's, it's really hard to play games, and you know this. Like, with children, fluttering oh, yeah. around and they're breathing on your neck while you're playing, and um, no, I don't think it's necessarily a, that it's a bad game. There's some choice words here and there, but. I typically like to play through a game before I let my kids, you know, loose on it. Sure. Um, so, and, and really, like, any game is just hard to play because you, sometimes, like, I just want to play and I want to sit and, like, but, you know, being a parent, you can't necessarily sit for, you know, seven hours. You want to sit and play a game. Yeah, you can play in little spurts. <laughs> so, uh, I, I made it. I'm maybe, like, 40 minutes into the game. Yeah. I chose the Thief, Ther- Therian. Nailed it. I'm just gonna stick yeah. with that Therian or Therian or yeah Thief Bro Thief Bro <laughs> there it is Thief Bro um yeah it's I it's like one of those games that it really just I think it just speaks to to me like growing up with that kind of graphics like that 16 bit 2D type graphics 16 bit would you call it or the 8 bit no it's it's, it's more like a hybrid yeah it's 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 somewhere between <laughs> like 32. Or somewhere between sixteen and like a million, because of the depth and the yeah, blur and like all that, sorts that's of stuff. Two D HD, like anyway. That's like exactly what it is. That whatever bit you would you would consider that, and I'm sure you nerds can just go ahead and blast me and let me know what it is. But yeah, like or just that, or just tell us. Just, yeah. just please just tell me. <laughs> Clarify with a gif. Um, <laughs> like that that style that like art really like it speaks to me because that's it's beautiful that's style that I grew up playing i think a lot of us grew up playing like and just to have a modern twist on it like it's just i'm really excited to play more of it i played my, through my the ready. i played through the demo i say i played through the demo that's not accurate i have played some some in of the, the demo, demo some of the demo and i was not at all you know discouraged by what i played i, I kind of I, I didn't give it a scathing review but i didn't give it a good review here when we were talking about it a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago but i hadn't played as much i finally got to the combat portion of it and whoo-wee that's fun combat okay uh, i couldn't remember what you said because you don't like 
turn-based. Turn-based. Yeah. Me and Final Fantasy are mortal enemies forever and ever. I just <laughs> hate it. Well, I, my, my question is, why would anybody choose to play a turn-based game <clears throat> when you could play you know, a real-time game? I was talking to your wife about it, and I, I had not thought of this before. Like you, you kind of look at your different style of like fighting games. You have your, you know, real time button mashing games and then you have your turn based games. And I was my thought is I would always go towards that real time game because I like that's what it was. I not that I don't like turn based, but my go to is typically the other. Sure. Um she was saying that, oh, I might actually like that because I can't really often keep up with that real time oh. combat where like if i have time to stop and to think got it about what i you know what i want to do in this in this fight like that would be more my speed and i'm huh. like that's there it is that's the thing like that's why they're popular and you know that that's who it's really that's probably their market in yeah. some ways like you know if you can go and play a street fighter or fill in the blank brawler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> streets Lines. streets of rage streets too. of rage <laughs> Yes. Uh, but you know, maybe you, if you don't like those games, maybe try a, a turn-based game. And this, know. this would be the one, I mean, it's, Agreed. it's beautiful. It, I mean, just is gorgeous. I can't gush enough about how it looks. Um, and I think, cause you guys know, I don't like to play, I don't like to play it in handheld mode very often. I want to put it up on a big screen. Let's go. I use my switch as a console. And that's my preferred play method. So I think it looked gorgeous on screen. Yeah, I need to try it. And I mean, some of it's like half voice acted, half not. But mm-hmm. even the parts that aren't, they're still like, uh, they say, they, yeah, it's weird. Like they talk, but they don't. It doesn't always match with the. the it's, it's like a word that would fit yeah. with what they're trying to say, but it like it conveys, it wraps everything that they're saying into one yeah. one word. So I mean, but yeah, I I like it and. Ultimately, it was, hey, here you go, Matt. You play it. You will finish this. There's yeah, no way on it. God's green earth that I will finish uh, that don't game. Don't say that. There might be a day. I don't know, man. It's it's long. It's one of those, like, uh, what was it? Uh, <clears throat> was it Persona 5 or Near Automa where you had to play through it like 30 times? Yes. Yeah, one of those. One of, it was one of those yeah. two. This gives me that same vibe of you've got eight paths Eight characters. Yeah, they but weave you're, in and out. Yeah, they weave in and stuff. out. So I think that's probably what it is. But yeah. I don't know. It's 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 hot right now, and I think it's great. I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to play it though for another week. Oh Re- yeah, really? Just because? Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be leaving Bro, in a we couple got days. Board games. To so play. many board games. <laughs> I've got my little scythe. I've got to pick up. I really hope they can hear all this. Oh, I can, going yeah. <laughs> I can see the little indicators going on the. <laughs> you know, when you know when there's eight children in the house, like. He's kind of embraced this. Yes. I think that's mine. Yeah, that's mine. No, that's definitely mine. That's Caleb. Is it? That's not oh, like yeah. Penny. It's hard to distinguish the two sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you also played something else. You were, I was surprised you were playing handheld today. Oh, yeah, okay. I was playing Shovel Knight. I wasn't yeah. even going to count that. Oh, but, really? Okay. Well, I, mean, I guess, yes, technically I did play it. Um, you played that just as much as I played Octopath. <laughs> Okay. If not more. So <laughs> if you can't count that as a play, then I cannot count Octopath as a play. Fair. Okay. okay, fair point. Yeah, I played a little bit of Plague Knight. That's the only one I have left to do. And I started it just the other day, and I'm almost immediately discouraged by it because they did a really good job that each one of those characters um, 
Shovel Knight, Spectre Knight, and Plague Knight play completely different. You, ju- I mean, you spend all the time going through learning how one character works and mechanic-wise, and then you turn around and like, okay, now try Spectre Knight, right. and none of that crap works. Oh, and he can climb on walls. And then you do Plague Knight, and he has this weak AF double jump, but he has a, like a charge boost that okay. you have to use, and that is the travel mechanic that he uses. So once you figure it out, game's crazy fun. Um, I really like it. Caleb thinks I'm a wizard because you I are. can do that. Um, but I told him, you know, it's <laughs> this is the same with almost anything. Once you figure it out, it's really fun. <laughs> once you know how to play the game, it's it's not that bad. Are you going to get Hollow Knight after you're done with it? I want to. It, it's that game is so I pretty. I want to. I don't know. I think it's like a spiritual successor to Oh, it really? To Shovel Knight. I don't it's not a one to one kind of deal. It's kind of part of it. But everybody in the world that has played Shovel Knight or Hollow Knight was like this is the game I'm playing now when it came out on Switch not that long ago. And so I would love to. I mean, I think it's I think it's a fairly cheap game. It's not it's not a full triple A release. Right. So It got really good reviews. Oh yeah. Really I mean, good it's reviews. It, well, it's probably in the running for indie game of the year. Yeah, but well, you know, let me know. Can yeah, you posted. Our kids have been playing um, uh, everything, like half of everything. Yeah, they've been busting some games out. They played uh, Monopoly Gamer, mm-hmm. Monopoly Mario. What is it? Monopoly Gamer. Monopoly Gamer. I haven't played it yet. They all they made it through a whole game of that. Yeah, uh, with some tears here and there, <laughs> some frustrations, but. I mean, told me his point value at the end, and I was like, what? I'd never played it. I'm like, that sounds like a number. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little high, yeah. Well, he made it. Yeah. Uh, they play, they tried to learn uh, Tiny Epic Western. No, there's no way. Avon watched that video one time, and he's like, I got it. Dude, there's. He's kind of, he's a confident, yeah. a confident boy. I think he, <laughs> he probably could have gotten it eventually. It yeah. wouldn't have been after one watch, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else they've been playing, but. They played way more than we have, and I feel like tonight we're going to uh, play a lot of Minecraft. Yeah. They're playing a lot of Battlefield. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I was thinking board a lot games. of video games. A lot, a lot. They're like alternating between like 3ds and it's almost nerd overload. It, yeah, it really is. Like, I mean, when I'm like, let's just not play the games anymore. Well, and that's saying a lot from you. I yeah, mean, like. When we have to be like, guys, that's it's been like you're like you're holding a <laughs> controller in each hand here, trying to play two games. Like, yes, oh, this game's loading. I'm just gonna pull up my, my, <laughs> my Zelda and hit play here real fast. Oh, oh, I'm in. Huh? Pause it. Hold on, I'll be right back. Um, it's good though. I'm glad they're all getting along. I mean, there's been some. I think they're getting, there have some been some frustrations here and there from you know all of them, but overall, it's been. It's they're been figuring good. each other out, man. Yeah, they are. It'll be okay. And they got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. They really do. Uh, but I'm looking forward to tonight. We're meeting some friends, Ryan, Ryan, and Ryan. Uh, <laughs> the Ry guys. The Ry guys. Uh, we'll play some games. We're not really sure we're going to play. Maybe Scythe. Maybe. We could know. take Scythe. We could We could Dice take. Dice Throne or. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dice Throne. Uh, yeah, oh, we played King Domino too. You yeah. saw me King oh, Domino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did play the King Domino. King Domino. Forgot about that. We got destroyed. <laughs> um, my son beat us. Uh, that's okay. That was a legitimate win. Yeah. So hopefully uh, this. But we have to play a five-player game, though. That's the thing. Something that will accommodate. Yeah. At least five players. So that that mm-hmm. kind of yeah. you have a very. We're sitting right next to your collection, and it's it's a great 
uh, oh, hey, Mountains of Madness, we could take that. Okay. Um, we, you've got a great selection. It's just, it's so tough to play large games. It is. I you wish know. that Clank was a five-player game because I think that would be a good one. I'm pretty sure you can fudge almost no, any game. No, you don't have You just play teams. <laughs> You're on my team. Sit right here. Don't move. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Spirit Island. That'd be another one. It'd be, it's a lot going on, though. But where are we going? Great. Great Flood. Great Clips. So, like a, yeah, that's it. A local, local brewery here. Uh, they really encourage people coming in, bringing games, and ordering food from outside and just hanging out. So it's kind of like, think like a... Like a local brewery that's, it's kind of like a coffee shop in a lot of ways. Like really, it's like a really chill atmosphere. Um, kids are welcome. Like oftentimes there's kids and dogs that are in there just hanging out. Like Perfect. Yeah. There won't be when we go probably because it'll be, you know, after bedtime. But uh, they have very large tables to play games on. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this week because I oh, feel man. like I'm already tired, which is not a really, like a really great sign. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to be even more tired but a lot more full full heart. We're going to get heart. everybody together and the energy level is going to go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. I just need more caffeine. <laughs> I just need more caffeine. You didn't seem convinced by that. Yeah, yeah it's, you, whatever. Mean, you remember when we were, um, it was packed south, had to have been packed south. And we were dead. Yeah, so, but but like you felt like it was, it was big, huge. Everybody was there, and then you know everybody started leaving. We started dropping people and off, and then we decided to and record I, a podcast. We're like, "Listen, well, now's the best time to do it." No, so we, we did that. Yeah, that was a terrible podcast. And then I take you to the airport, and you and I barely said like three <laughs> words to each other. <laughs> well, yeah, we were dead, you know. And it was like I gave my all, and that's a lot coming. Like we're both pretty extroverted. Like I'm a, you know. A little bit of both, but we, like we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, we too. do. It's like, and it's, not like we don't have things to talk about. This sure, podcast just, is not a dead. farce. We were dead, dead. So this is the front end of it. We'll look and see. Our, the next Woo! episode you hear will be, we'll be dead. Gen Con is over. Yeah, it'll be no, Monday. We'll be good. I I feel like we're gonna be. We'll be. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm not gonna say. We'll be. We'll be just fine. You gonna make some hollow promises? Oh, uh, we'll be the best we've ever been. Yeah. Maybe. But next week will be a great episode because we will have been at Gen Con. This week we're looking forward to it. Next week we'll have been there and we'll give you really what we thought was the best of the best, the creme mm -hmm. de la creme. Um, cream of the crop. Ooh, the cream of the crop. <laughs> but guys, that's what we've been playing. But I want you guys to go to not just here on Facebook, if that's where you're finding us, but also head on over to the website. And if you found us via the website, Thank you and welcome. We want to say a very special thank you and welcome if you found us online and you've never heard of Love Thy Nerd at all. But please get on there. We got some super sweet Facebook comments that you can do. So even if you want to continue the conversation, which we hope that you do, you can do it there and it'll still share it on Facebook. So all is right in the land, uh, ja. the, the merry old land of Oz. Ja. But let us know, what are you playing? What are you getting ready to play? What will you be playing? During Gen Con, because when this episode releases, uh, it's Gen Con. We'll be in the thick of it. Yeah, maybe you are at Gen Con, and somehow you found an hour to listen to this podcast. Um, come find us. Pause the podcast and come find us. Let's yeah. let's meet IRL. But if you're here at Gen Con, um, and if you're in the future listening to this, then just disregard. But if you are here right now at Gen Con, come and see us. We would love, love, love to hang out with you. If you can't get a hold of us, Send us a Facebook message or something in the community or whatever, and uh, we'll probably have a mega thread up 
something like that um, to, to kind of coordinate. But guys, we would love to talk to you about all of the things that you're playing and what you want to be playing or buying while at Gen Con 2018. Moving the show right along, before we get too far into things, we wanted to let you guys know that we're going to be doing a Gen Con game giveaway. Uh, I didn't mean for that to sound like it was, you know, that, that we, we thought of that name beforehand because we did not. I like it. It's not bad. Well, it is what it is because, mm-hmm. you know, it's on, the, it's on the podcast now. But what we want to do is we want to give you guys a little piece of Gen Con. So the best way that we think that we can do that is we're going to find a game while we're there. And we are going to give away one copy of some game, $50 or less. I don't know what it is. But we want to give you guys a little slice of the Gen Con experience. So, Matt, keep me accountable here because I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Okay. I don't want to get a game that you could probably just get anywhere else. Or maybe if there's like a Gen Con exclusive or something Mm. like that. We'll do something like that. Okay. And so we'll figure that out, but we're also going to throw in one of our fancy schmancy Love Thy Nerd dice bags um, that our wives made. And inside of there, we'll also put, uh, you know, maybe a couple dice or something like that. Piece of my beard hair. (laughs) Piece of the beard hair. And maybe some exclusives. So it's going to be a Gen Con prize pack from Love Thy Nerd to you guys. And all you have to do to get in on this is we're going to give you two weeks don't ask me what the date is, because I don't know. Like I said, I'm just thinking about this right now. Just two, just two weeks from when you two, hear this. Two weeks from the, the release of this <laughs> podcast. On that episode, all you guys have to do from now till then is just subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Google Play. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on... What else can we track? Stitcher? Can we track that? I don't know. Let's just say Google Play and iTunes. Um, okay. And then next week, we'll have more ways that you can get in after all of the people tell us, well, that doesn't work. I, you know, I can't, I don't listen on either of those platforms. We'll have more ways for you to get into we'll the figure drawing. It out. Don't s- worry about it. Screenshot it, send it to me <laughs> in the mail. We'll figure it out. Um, but we're going to do that. And we just wanted to let you guys know before we get too far into our Gen Con stuff here, we're going to give away games because we want to give back to you. Uh, for listening to us and spending some time with us. So, here we go. This is our top nine games to look for and check out while you're at Gen Con. Consequently, you're going to be at Gen Con when this comes out. So, I don't know, maybe you took a break and you listened to this. Uh, but we did We did a little bit of research. Probably the most research that we've done for any podcast. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Ever. We've we've actually been we've poured several hours into this podcast. So um we're gonna start at number nine and we're gonna work our way up. Yeah, this is the, the top nine. Top nine from the bottom up. Um and the first one here, and you guys feel free to disagree with us. Everybody out there has a different set of games that they think are the best. I know that Dice Tower has a top nine, three top nines. They have a top 15 and a top 10, and all three of those are completely different. Um, Maybe so, it's like they're top 10 on Monday. Like, this is my Monday's <laughs> top 10. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Number nine. Uh, we're thinking that uh, Dinosaur Tea Party is going to be a pretty pretty sweet game. So this is from Restoration Games. It's going to be three to five players, and it's going to play about 15 to 30 minutes, depending on who you're playing with. It looks good. We... 
found this one in the 11th hour and yeah. we watched the video and immediately had to bump one of them <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> it's, it looks like a combination of like a, a funny guess who, yeah. where you're, you're trying to, you know, find the, you, you forgot your dinosaurs, the dinosaurs names that you invited. So you're trying to figure out who the dinosaur is. Because and, of your tiny peanut brain as a dinosaur, right, you've right. forgotten who your guests are. So that might not appeal to you, but there's some, then some other kind of twists to it. So you might always only say yes, if you are this certain character, or you might always just say no, or so it looked really Your fun. Your answers might be opposite or right. whatever. Like there's there's right. a lot of different things, and it's not it's not cooperative, but it's it's kind of a kind of a, a party game. You know, like we said, it's it's three to five players, so it's a small party. But once somebody is guests, they come off the board, and then you move on to the next person until all the cards are gone. Right. And the videos we watched, they really encouraged you to use your best prim and proper voice uh, while yeah. you're playing. Your best Englishman, yes, as yes. it were. So brush up on your Downton before you get this. <laughs> before you get this game. Uh, number eight. I don't think this is going to be a surprise that this is on the list. Um, but Forbidden Sky by by Game Right. Going to be two to five players. Plays about sixty minutes. If you've never played a forbidden game before, desert or island, this is. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to play a lot like that. Those are usually tile laying games and they're objective based. You have to get from one spot to the next, collecting artifacts and then finally, you know, getting off of the. They didn't give much information. I keep trying to, to figure out more about it, but it seems to be possibly some type of circuit you're trying to complete where they're all connected. It is electric. Floating. I know yeah. I know that, that there's there's a an electricity component. I'm guessing it's battery powered, but you're building a rail that moves something along it i've seen a little bit on it but we couldn't find anything when we were doing our research yeah. i can't remember where i saw it but somebody had either a picture or a little bit of video and they talked about it being oh there you go the back of the box yeah so it's it's got uh, i guess we're trying to power the rocket is yeah. what it looks like there. there you go but it's gonna play very similar to the forbidden forbidden games that you know so if you like that um, as one reviewer put it, if you like the oddly shaped tins that sit on your game shelf and screw all of your organization up, then this is for you. I know that my son loves it. I, I love those games and the tins because when we go camping, I know that those games aren't going to be destroyed. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Rain, rain, That's come true. again. Um, so yeah, Forbidden Sky. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, hopefully they release a little bit more. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't know more from Origins. Did but you say who made that one? Yeah, it's Game Right. Okay. Um, number seven, we have a game that we hadn't heard about until just recently, and I think it was Chris turned us on to this game, right? Yeah, he, he pointed it out. He said his friend Dan had it. Everdell. Okay, so this is <clears throat> from Starling Games. Uh, had one to four players. Plays about 40 to 80 minutes, and from what we understand about the game, it's not only is it beautiful, it's gorgeous. It's, it's cute. It's really cute. Has a, has a Yeah, Kate would love it. Yeah. This sure. is Kate's game. It has a, a buildable tree that you put, you know, in the top center of the map. Um, but it's a card drafting and worker placement game. Yep. Um, yep. That we honestly, guys, we don't know a whole lot about it other than Chris said Dan bought it and he's all about it. He, he said great. it's it's just the bee's knees. We tried not to watch uh, hour long videos like some of them were, and we tried to get like the highlights, but most of the highlights just kind of like give gave us the trailer of the 
game, which didn't show us any gameplay at all. It was this in the stunning woods and <laughs> if you're listening for everything. and you have a Kickstarter coming up, <laughs> show us your game for the love. I, I'm I'm glad that you took time to write a story and it's really important to you and we'll get to the story. But we want to know what does the game look like yeah. and what does it play like? Those are that's why Watch It Played is so popular. Games like, you know, shows like that, that's why they're so popular because we, the nerd, need to see what is it going to be like. Yep, we do for sure. I passed on Dice Throne when it was in season one in Kickstarter because I couldn't, they didn't have a, a, a showing of what the game was like. All I had was a picture and the title. And I can tell you, I kick myself all the time for not having kicked that, kickstarted that in the first season. So, Potential Kickstarter developers, please, please, please make it happen. Do good videos. Um, so that's Everdell. Number six. This one, now we're starting to get into some of the stuff that we're like actually legitimately full on excited hey, hey, about. Hey, I'm excited hey, about whoa, Dinosaur hey. Tea Party. Dinosaur Tea Party is probably one of those games that well, okay, you're going to so, love. But here's the thing, though. We talked about that. I said that it probably was too low. Too low on the list? Yeah, remember? Because we scratched out the bottom one and wanted to bring it up. I, I know. I, but then I, we went and we did. We stomped around in the creek. I know. So. There, I feel like there are several on here that could be replaced by others, and we just, I don't know. Yeah. Dinosaur Tea Party. Moving just, on. Just, so, just, just because they're numbered doesn't mean that this is our definitive sure. <laughs> listing. The, um, but anyway, at number six that we have here is Tower of Madness. And this game is by Smirk and Dagger. Um, it plays three to five players, and it plays in about 30 to 45 minutes. And it's it's kind of a dice-rolling, investigative Kerplunk clone. Yeah, it's like Think Modern Kerplunk with HP Lovecraft. Yeah, it it has a straight-up-and-down Cthulhu vibe. Yep, yep. So if you, you, if you get the wrong marble to fall, you start to gain madnesses, yeah, and you that kind crazy. of changes the way you play the game. And there's other victory... Like conditions if you are mad you can still win uh but yeah it looks kind of like i think i would either i'm either gonna love it and have a whole lot of fun or i'm gonna like potion explosion it and turn <laughs> marbles all through my house and i'm gonna be angry at it but yeah. i think it looks good <laughs> i mean that being said honestly this is this is the only marble game that made it to our list yeah we looked at a couple others spoiler alert uh gizmos is not on our list no sorry simon but we were we were kind of burnt on potion explosion because we have kids. <clears throat> yep. I have Potion Explosion on the iPad. It's great on the iPad. I bet it is. Because I don't have little marbles rolling all over my house. They are in one area, and that's on the iPad. Well, mine's right there. Sitting there. It <laughs> yeah, sits I there it. a lot. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a great game. It's got a lock on it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great game, but every time it comes out, I have to tape the, the tray back up. Yeah. That's another thing, too, is that in Tower of Madness, you build this tower, and then you stick Cthulhu arms through all of it yep. and that's what makes the little kerplunk um catch him and as you're pulling stuff out marbles are falling down and they're they're fall if one falls through and it's of a certain color i think it's green don't yep. quote me on that mm -hmm. but um if it falls down like you said you get the madness and if three of them fall down then that person goes insane or if you're already insane then it does it has something else yeah but there is a there is a really interesting win condition if you're already insane. So like if if the third one falls and you're already insane, then you win. 
It's something, it was something you're, like you're, that. You're basically trying to like you're working for the monster at that point. You're trying yes. to ruin everyone else. Yeah. Um, which is I think that's cool. Like you think some games you're like you're up. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. You guys just go ahead and finish this one up. Like it, you still have a chance even though you're out. So. And each player has a player card that has some stats and abilities and, <clears throat> and stuff like that on there too. Yeah. Um, so it's not just you roll dice, you pull, pull an arm out. Yeah. Watch the marbles drop. I, I really like when companies kind of make a a twist on an old game, like a modern twist on an old game. So this is cool. Uh, I think this is actually the first video we watched when we started doing research. Yeah. One of them. Uh, yeah. And here it is. Number number, number six. six. Well, hey, Hours man, if you like if you like old games that have been remade, you're going to love hashtag segue our number five, <laughs> huh? which is Brass. Um, so this game was a game that came out many, many moons ago. Um, and it's Before. it's being re-released by Roxley, um, but it was originally released by by Crowd Games. So they're kind of doing a combo release. And if Roxley sounds familiar, that's Santorini and that's the Dice Throne Bros. Now, so um, them and Crowd Games are going to do this. This is two to four people plays in about 120 to 180 minutes. It's a longer game. It's a long game. But what this is is it's a resource management game set in the Industrial Revolution. Um, like I said, it is a remake. It was number 30 on BGG, um, and it's it looks beautiful. It really does. Like, I was intrigued. The video they made for their Kickstarter, like, I was, I was on hooked. It, I was on it. I was ready to play that game right then. Um, and they, there's already, like, an expansion for it, too. So it, Yeah, so they did. It's a full-on expansion with a whole other board. Um, I think it's at Birmingham. Is what it is. I think you're right. Yeah. And once you finish the base game, you can move on to the second, the second one, and it adds to it. And they took the time to remake this thirty some odd year game. I don't think it's that old. I think it was only eleven years. It's three hundred year old game. It's very, it's yeah, very I old. I think the Egyptians used to play this during their <laughs> one of the, industrial one of the very revolution. First games. Yeah. There's no need to fact check that. So get off the Google machine. <laughs> um, but they took this game and they re-released it for. This, you know, for the modern era and also took the time to make a full-blown expansion for it. So um, check out Brass. I know that Roxley's been, they've been pushing it a lot. I've been getting a lot of their emails. And we're actually going to a demo of Brass. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we will have a full review on our impressions of Brass. Um, But if you like longer games and you like games that are historic in nature, then you're going to want to check out Brass. Um, Matt, you've got four through one, man. So why don't oh you yeah, uh, number four, the Rise of Fenris by uh, Stegmeier Games. Stonemeyer Games, sorry. Stonemeyer, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Stegmeier. Stonemeyer Games. Uh, it's a one to five player, seventy five to one hundred and fifty minutes long. This is the final expansion, final scythe we will see. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. This is their legacy style scythe game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eight plays, which we were a little surprised at. I thought it was more. I thought it was 10. I thought it was 10. Yeah. Uh, but the good news about the game is it's not a legacy game where you're destroying your stuff. You can start it all over again from the very beginning, which I can appreciate because, I mean, going through you Gloomhaven, right, yeah. Gloomhaven or uh, Pandemic Legacy or Charterstone. Them, Charterstone. Yeah. yeah. There. Uh, so being able to have a game that's like, you know, you spend. on it to be able to just play it as much as you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Jamie's doing some really great, great games. And 
Tons more to come. We were what just you, looking on his email. He said he has like eight coming. Yeah, he has so many coming. So many games coming. And I think Drew has an interview with him. They just had him on Humans of Gaming. I think so, yeah. But they also have another interview with him while we're at Gen Con. And guys, if you've not played a, a Stonemeyer game, um, you need to get your hands on one. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Scythe. Mm-hmm. Um, is one of those we talked about um, Euphoria. Oh, Euphoria! That one, that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Viticulture, Viticulture is another one, and then uh, Charterstone. Yep. And Charterstone is the one that we've talked about several times. Ann and I are working our way through that one. But he loves these legacy games, and so he's bringing that legacy, all the stuff he's learned about from Charterstone and playthroughs and stuff like that. He's bringing that to Scythe, which. You didn't mention? Did you mention it was a one to four, one to five oh, player game? Oh, I maybe didn't. No, one yeah, so, to five. That's so this crazy. this expansion, Fenris, is one to five. So you can play it solo. I'm not a hundred percent sure if you use the Automo rules because you can play Scythe one player. I, I'm guessing that's probably how you do it. Yeah, um, uh, I didn't look that part up, but I'm. But the ability to to go through and play multiple games in the same campaign. Is, that's very exciting, yeah. especially for Scythe players. That game is great. I I think that's one of my top three games of all time. Like just a, such a fun, easy I mean, game to learn. But you know, every you know, game's different. You know, though. Like we we went to uh, last night. We went and played games, and if you go to a game game night with more than four people that are even fairly serious gamers, you take Scythe with you, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Mm-hmm. You, you know, somebody's like, oh, I don't know what to play or I don't really want to play anything. You got anything heavy. Uh, you can whip Scythe out and take the time to learn it. And then once somebody plays it, they either love it or they hate it. I haven't had many people hate it. But it's it's a very polarizing game. I've not had anybody say, uh, yeah, I mean, Scythe was all right. You it's know, either I'm Scythe for life or I'm out. Yeah. Well, and that I'll just kind of segue here into number three because... Uh, it's also by Stonemeyer Games. It's My Little Scythe. Yes. Uh, do you know the story of how this one started? I do. I think I do. Like, You're making uh, me second guess myself. Uh, well, a, a dad wanted to play Scythe with his daughter, so mm-hmm. he made a, a My Little Pony yeah. Scythe version, and Jamie loved it so much that he decided to to make it. He didn't use you know ponies, but he made he used little Licensing, animals. From, yeah. Right. He used little animals from Scythe. So that um, I didn't un- I didn't understand until you told me that you know a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Oh, those are the animals from right. each of the characters right. yeah. in the game, and I was such a facepalm moment because it makes a lot of sense <laughs> when you see it. Come on, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking, wow, these are really cute. Like, where did you come up with the like? I had that thought, <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Let's go with it. Yeah. I mean, our, it sounds like our kids are having a blast. Yeah, there. our kids are on the other side of the the wall here, so just. <laughs> You're fine. They're guys. excited about my little side. So yeah. I'm. It's a it's a one to six player game. Uh, Forty five sixty minutes. It's kind of an area control game for kids with dice, and you're trying to. Yeah. So we didn't really explain Fenris. Um, yeah. But it's, well, we, it's the we same basic you thing. Scythe, so you're, so, yeah. you're moving your characters around the map, trying to control. That's what area control means. You're trying to control different zones. Each one gives you bonus for the more people you have. You collect a resource. So it's worker placement, resource management, area control. Uh, there's a combat system. In this particular one, you have pie fights. I'm for that. Um, you collect apples and you know different currency and stuff like that. So it just the whole, if you've ever played Scythe, think about what it would be like to cut that down and just simplify. Yeah. There are probably 
a third of the spaces on it on the actual board. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it plays. How long did you say the playtime was on it? Uh, forty-five to sixty minutes. That is phenomenal. Scythe is four hours, whatever that is in minutes. <laughs> I played a quick game the other day with Avon. It wasn't so long. <laughs> yeah. You get a four or five player, or if you get the seven player yeah, expansion in, which you can play, you can play the seven player expansion with Fenris. Right. Um, that's uh, worth noting. But but yeah, my little scythe, man. I'm I've got my copy reserved. I think you said you might be picking up a copy while you're there. I, I think so. Still maybe I, on the fence about it. I mean, I I do want it. I really do. Understood. I just have to be, you know, my my cash flow is limited, so yeah. Just being mindful. There's of a budget games. involved. Yeah, yeah. It, it, being mindful of the games I pick up and it, like, what what I'm going to play when. Like, I really want to pick up Rise of Fenris, but because I'm working through Gloomhaven, like That's I have right. to. We talked about that, right? So me picking that game up now, like it would sit on my shelf probably for you know another eight months before yeah. the group I play with is done with Gloomhaven. Uh, and but at that point, the Gloomhaven expansion is going to come out. So, oh um, yeah. Will I ever get it? I don't. What I don't know. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's not on this list, but it's, it will be at Gen Con. Yeah, it's coming, and you can demo the expansion and check it out. I'm gonna try not to get any spoilers there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So really, I mean, two games from from Stonemaier, uh, which were not on a lot of lists that we were. No, I, we I was so surprised because he to us is killing it, like crushing he, yeah, it. It's doing really well. Uh, well, moving on to number two, we have Maximum Apocalypse by Banana Games and Rock uh, Manor Games. I, I wrote it really funny. Rock Manor <laughs> Games. Uh, <laughs> I wrote that and I yeah. was like, is, if Bubba reads this, he's not going to be able to read that. <laughs> That's why and I'm letting I, you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. Uh, so Banana Games and Rock Manor Games, it's a 45 to 90 minute games, one to six players. And the way that uh, it was explained to us, if you've played Burgle Bros., it's kind of like a Burgle Bros survivor type game yeah, like, where you're you're trying to escape zombies and find weapons and you're uncovering tiles as you move through a Yeah, that's the board yeah. is that you you have a grid of t- well maybe not even a grid but tiles laid out in a inside of a grid. Uh, it may not be a solid grid because it didn't look like a solid grid when No, we it wasn't it was kind of a, a funny shape. It looks like um you, did you ever play Hand of Fate? Yeah, I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like you have elbows and corners mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It looks almost like a dungeon crawl. Yeah, like you're you're trying. Maybe those are like those are walls. Whatever's not there, sure. walls or something. So you're trying to go through and find weapons and take care of the zombies and and make it through. And I mean, we loved Burgle Bros. Love. We still love Burgle, Burgle Bros. Bros. Um, Looking at it right now. There it is. Uh, so this game just kind of just jumped out at us, and we were ready to play it right then. But it wasn't at our house. So. Yeah, I mean. This I haven't seen it on any other list, and we're not putting it up there just because we want to put it on a list and be cool. Uh, but Ryan Guerra in our community, hey, a good friend of ours, he, you know, we asked what games are you guys playing. That's why we asked in in the comments, and you guys were telling us. And we changed a bunch of our stuff because of the things that you guys turned us on to. Um, but he mentioned it, and he said that this was a game that his wife loved, and mm-hmm. I've I've met his wife, and the fact that she likes this game. Makes me want to play yeah. it, so um, it's it's really cool. You you go through and you uncover tiles and you collect stuff and kill zombies and aliens and all sorts of stuff. It was just like a, it, it was yeah, almost it was, smash up. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I'm excited. I'm ready to play it. I'm looking at it on BGG right now. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I'm in for it. There's just so many games. I, I want to get to our number one, but I think we should maybe mention a couple honorable mentions before we uh, move that's on. That's a good idea. Um, and I, this didn't make our list, um, but I just kind of happened upon it as I was looking through some stuff. Uh, Root. Have you seen anything about Root? Uh-uh. Uh, really like this cute, like animals and forest creatures. And um, it's an area control game. Uh, kind of like area influence, area movement with some dice rolling. I'm trying to bring the picture up here for you. <laughs> Just wait for it. Talk. More. There we go. Uh, like oh, really cute, yeah, kind of like yeah. woodland. I, did I, see. I saw this at PAX Unplugged, I think this last year. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to play because the line was just really long. Like it, the the art is super it's cool, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, had I maybe thought of this earlier, I may have made the list. But uh, just like one of those games that just looks so good. Definitely um, an honorable mention for sure. Yeah. It is by Leader Games. Is that, is that how you probably yeah, L E D E R yeah. Leader or Letter? Yep. Games is two to four players. It's sixty to ninety minutes. Uh, and it just looks so, so fun. Uh, just kind of very like whimsical in some mm-hmm. ways, but cute. Uh, so that would probably be my honorable mention if, you know, it didn't actually make the list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Bubba? Um, my honorable mention is Pantone. And oh. this is a game by Cryptozoic. Uh, two to 20 players. I think that last number is just arbitrary. Just, yeah. Two plus players is really what it should say. It plays in about 15 to 30 minutes. If you haven't already guessed, this is a party game. Um, really what it is, is it's color pictionary. So without talking or you know saying anything or acting anything out, you have all of these different Pantone color swatches in front of you. I think they said there were 15 colors. 15 or 16, yeah. And you have a stack of cards, which I'm sure they're going to make expansions for. Um, sounds like the base game is pop culture references. Yeah, that that kind of like turned me off because, you know, I'm not really uh, pop culture e. The the example we watched them do was Superman, and I I maybe would have gotten that one. I I I know Superman is, but if you're trying to get like (laughs) obscure modern pop culture, I'd be like uh, Ariana Grande. I have no idea. What (laughs) every answer is Ariana Grande. That's the new C. Well, I think that this kind of stuff is fun to me because if you're already if you're always looking for a game to play with new people and you don't want to have to explain things and you want to be able to hop straight into yeah, a game. Yeah, that's true. You say, "Hey, here's this game. It may take, you know, 3 minutes to set up, 5 minutes whatever to get all the cards out." But then you draw the card, you read it, it says Superman, and then you can use as many of those cards on there as you want to create Superman. Hmm. So, you can't spell out Superman or whatever. Um, or maybe you can. I'm, I might be reading rules into it. In my mind, like when you were telling me about the game, I imagined like a mosaic of cards. Like, let me just like put these cards oh. up like a mosaic. I'm like, that does not <laughs> sound very fun to me. I, I'm not really artsy. Is it a Christmas tree? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> a red Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, but where I'm actually going, Drew and I are going to a demo of Pantone, and that may be the quickest demo. I think probably you're that because right, yeah. I, I, you probably know exactly what the game is and how it looks like just from me talking to you on this yep. podcast. Yeah. Um, did you have another one? Gosh, did I have another one? Oh, I was going to say Speakeasy Blues. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arcana Games, I think, is who who did that one. They also did Einstein and Tesla versus Edison. Like They, they seem to do a lot of these uh, 
educational type game. So if you think about Einstein, that one's a you're learning about the different inventions and different things that happened in Einstein's life and then Tesla versus Edison. It's really like you're fighting invention versus invention. Um, and with this one, it's set in the 1920s. It is a kind of a dice rolling game, worker placement. Really, we were watching the video and I was pretty confused, but that's kind of how those like their games are really. I, okay. I tried to play Tesla versus Edison, the duels with Shane one time and like we- Real busy. We, like it was it was a game where like we both have played a lot of games and we can understand yeah. a lot of games but we just could not figure this out so we probably didn't play right <laughs> i hope that this game is not like that that's why i didn't make my list i want it to be good um it's just they say it's a medium to lightweight dice placement game you're really like you're you're learning about like mobsters and police officers and famous people from the 1920s while you collect hooch is what they said oh yeah and gamble and go to the speakeasy and you're trying to just be basically the most popular and and wealthiest yeah you're trying to bribe police police officers and do the things that the mob bosses want to to get them to come to your bar yeah um yeah so i'm gonna check them out i honestly i really enjoy their games and i'm always looking for games that can be Mm -hmm. this might not be one but i'm always looking for games that can be used for homeschooling because we homeschool you can teach them about the hooch (laughs) <laughs> who got the hooch baby no uh we used einstein <laughs> we used einstein just to like you know you're learning all about their about his life and i was yeah. really hoping that tesla versus edison was a little bit easier to understand so the kids could play it and learn more uh yeah i, I didn't touch that one with a 10-foot pole man it was well, you just should have my kids well i think was, and when your kids get a little bit older einstein will be a good game for them yeah but uh you have any other ones um, no, I, this one's not, I don't even know if it's going to be there or not. I saw it as we were looking just like, um, at the end, tiny Epic mechs. Oh yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be there from Gameland. I don't know. I, I see that the Kickstarter is coming out in September. Yeah, September 13th lands on Kickstarter. So if, if a Gameland booth is there, I'm assuming that it's going to be there too. I, at least I hope I can like pick up a mech and try it out. And Yeah. Cause so the way these mechs work is that you... If you've played any one of their games with the item Meeples in there, uh, which I think is um, Tiny Epic Quest, yes. uh, Kingdom maybe, Defenders for sure, Zombies. Zombies. Um, most of their recent ones, they they have little holes in the, in the plastic Meeple. Well, the plastic holes fit into you know little holes inside of it. You take the meeple and put it into a mech. It's it was awesome. It's it so amazing. Awesome. Like it's the guys, it's the little things in life. I bought that game, Tiny Epic Quest, thinking to myself, hey, even if the game sucks, I got really cool meeple yeah. that I can use for other things. Yep. Turns out the game was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I really liked it. Really one. liked it. Yep. So the fact that I can take those guys, I'm sure it comes with its own meeple, but take those same meeple and put them inside of mechs, that yeah. is just Brilliant. awesome. Yeah. And I have not been disappointed with any of the Tiny no. Epic games. No, they're all so good. And I mean, they're obviously called Tiny Epic. and They're, they're so small. The box is just so small. It's like a five by seven And box. I am always like, even still, like when, when Avon or I pull out that game, I'm like, there is so much stuff in this small box. So much. So much so, stuff. So much it's sometimes hard to get it all back in there. You have to be a master packer, <laughs> and I am. <laughs> oh man. So well, that's I, our those are honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, and there are yeah. so many games out there that we're just gonna demo and try out. And like I mean, there's probably things we haven't even heard of or thought about even looking at. Our list may be completely yeah, different our, next week. That's true. Uh but that brings us to our number one, the Reckoners. 
Uh, and we were in complete agreement agreement on yes, this. Yes, yes. Complete, 100 agreement. So The Reckoners is a game based on the young adult fantasy novel by Brandon Sanderson. I know, crazy, right? It's not Twilight, and that's nope, all you need to that's know. That's right. It allows players to take on the roles of the novel's protagonist and work together to save the world. And I say that in in his world, they're... There are people with superpowers, but the every epics. yeah, everyone with superpowers is evil. So you're a group of humans who are working to find out the weaknesses of these superpowered mm-hmm. epics. Uh, so you're working together to to bring them down and save your city. Um, it's cooperative. There's dice rolling. You do some simultaneous action selection. Uh, it's one to six players. It's sixty to hundred minutes, uh, and it's by Nouveau games, now yeah. Nouveau games. N- nobody we've heard of. Yeah, I don't. You maybe you guys have heard of, but I I can't even I can't yeah. say N A U V O O. Yeah, I don't. Use your it's, best speller. They're 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 nobody that I've heard of, and I may you know pull up their game list later and go, oh, they're the ones who make right this game. So there's minis. There's these awesome little plastic trays that the cards sit in, and you can you place uh, little markers along the way. Yeah, all um, your trackers. For- all your trackers. I was. That right there, I was like, I'm sold with this game. It looks, looks well made. so well done. And it's more stuff for you to paint. I, I know. I need to get through Gloomhaven first. Uh, so that is our number one. It is. Do you have anything else to add about that? The game is $99. That's that's the one It's a $100 downfall. game. The last $100 game I bought is the best game in my collection. Which one was that? Beasts of Balance. Okay, that's right. And right. so you you're paying for not necessarily the gameplay or anything like that. You're paying for the equipment right. to play the game. And I see in this game that it could have been more than that. I mean, Monolith from Batman was at least a hundred dollars, you know. So they could charge at the wazoo for these things. But this game has so much stuff and it's so well made, or at least it looks well made. And the gameplay. So you know, you're not really you are and aren't paying for the gameplay, but the gameplay itself. If you've ever played Sentinels on the yeah, multiverse, that's right. It's like a 3D version of Sentinels. So instead of just battling against you know one of the the superheroes, the villains, you're battling multiple at a time. So the strategy that's involved in the Reckoners is that you have uh, one big bad guy who I forget his name. Starkiller, Starcrusher, Starlight, something like that. Um, but you have him as your main boss, and he's the strongest of all the epics. But then you have like these sub-bosses throughout the game that you're trying to to go for. Steelheart, that's, that's yep, his name. Steelheart. So you may, as a team, decide, hey, as you're like rolling dice and legitimately researching whatever their weakness is, like what is the what is their kryptonite? Yep. You find that out, and then you can do damage to them. All of them are taking turns and demolishing cities and doing the things that bad guys do. And so you're having to decide. That's the strategies. Who do we go after first and you know all that stuff. And then at the end, when you're ready, you try and take down Steelheart. You know? So it's we watched this game. We did quite a bit of research on we it. Did. And both yeah. were like, this game looks awesome. You're trying to budget for it. Right now, with with your limited <laughs> game, you know, Gen Con budget, I know I'm trying to decide if I like, one large game or you know several smaller games because I could get you know you several. Could, you could get a bunch. I of could games. get you know, four copies, five copies of Dinosaur Tea Party. You really could. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twenty dollar game. Dinosaur yeah. Tea Party is. I don't know, man. Like I think 
I would love to have it. I don't know that I'll end up picking it up. It still is my number one. Like, yeah. don't leave Gen Con without stopping and looking at this game and watching somebody play it just so you kind of take that in. Um, I don't know that I'll walk away with it because I think that there are other games that I would play. This seems more like your speed. This yeah. seems more like a game Chris would play. Yeah. Who's going to spend seven hours of one of the days Whew. playing Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Yeah. And teaching Twilight. Yeah, if you want to learn Twilight, find Chris. He's Chris. teaching at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Where? I don't know. You be the judge. Last I heard, he had one spot left, but that might not be the case. You might need to just tag somebody out when their eyes start bleeding. Probably, yep. yeah. Um, but those are our top nine plus honorable mentions. I think we hit... Um, I feel uh, good 12, about that. 10, 11, 12, That's, something like you that. you know, decent amount. Yeah. Uh, there are tons more games that are going to be there. Um, games that we didn't even come close to talking yeah. about. But these are the ones that we're excited about. And probably, if I had to guess, the games that I will be purchasing are gonna are from this list. I, probably so. Unless something else there is just like, just draws me in. And yeah. I can't look away like a siren. Um, I cannot promise you that one of the one of these games will be what we have in our giveaway because no. something else might jump out at me. Because I don't have $99 to spend on you. I'm sorry. I got 99 problems, but the Reckoners is, is not one of them. What is actually one. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it's, the, it's the yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. it's the number one problem. So those are the games that we're looking forward to. And let us know on the episode page on our website at lovethynerd.com what you think. Do we have a really dumb top nine? That's cool. Uh, we just want to get the conversation going. Or if you liked it, share this podcast. Remember, I said if you want to get into the drawing, the way that you can do it is by subscribing. And while you're there, like and share. Please. Yeah. We want more people to be in on this conversation. We don't just want to be popular. That would be, that's, I mean, I'm okay with that. But we want more people to be in on this conversation because we are about communal gaming. Whether we're playing a single player game or otherwise, we want to talk about it and share our experience. So that's going to do it for episode 18 of the Free Play Podcast. Like I said, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and really anywhere else that podcasts are found. And if you can't find us on your podcast stomping grounds, then please, you please. ain't looking hard enough. Whoa, you came in hot on that one. <clears throat> yeah, get good, look harder, and also if it's still not there, just let me know. I'll do my best to get us on there. If you're not already a part of our Facebook group, our Love Thy Nerd Facebook community, please, please, please do yourself a favor and change that. We're over a thousand now. Yeah, we are over Shoo. a thousand. Wee, guys, we are climbing up there, and my expectation is that after Gen Con, it's it's even higher. So, do us a favor, join us in the community, and let's talk about all the games and nerdy things that you're doing. And we really just want to be there to love on you, be a part of your life, and not just another place that you troll. But we want to genuinely create community while you're there. And while you're looking us up, check us out, like our Facebook page, get on our website, find all of the awesome content that we have there, lovethynerd.com. Also, find us on Twitter and Instagram, at lovethynerd. And we are just one half of this current podcast network. Um, so you're going to want to check out Humans of Gaming as well. Drew and Chris do a wonderful job of interviewing developers, um, past, present, and sometimes even future, guys that don't really have games coming out just yet. But they ask them all sorts of really great questions and deep, thoughtful questions about why they make the games that they do. So you're going to want to check that out. 
just they're on all the things that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Just search either Love Thy Nerd or directly Humans of Gaming and subscribe, like, and share on all the social media. And once again, I'm Bubba Stalka. Hey, I'm Matt Warmbier. And for Kate Katawaki, who is anywhere, she's she could she be. Was. She's probably in bed. Oh, no, she's oh. probably in the double mattress in her double, Switch room. Yep, she's playing Switch yep. right now. Uh, but for her, we will catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerds. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media.